You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And Jared's not here this week to throw that all off. But uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, see what Andrew's been up to. All right, check this out, guys. I know, I know the listeners can't uh, listen to it, but here is our... Or the Discord you could, hoodie. You could rub the fabric and like get I could rub the fabric on the mic. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can describe it. White and black. It has a Discord logo as a badge on the front, a zipper, and then on the back it says partner Discord. And you can look it up online. But it is the hoodie here. It is awesome. And thank you to the community for for that. Thanks, so that's what guys, I've been doing. For letting yeah, her have you. the one hoodie that we get that we get yeah i know if i could spread the hoodie around i could you know but uh i think well, we should share enough. we'll try it we'll see if we can both wear it at the same time <laughs> we should we should share on the best okay awkward, but i think we can make it happen um i've been for video game wise i've been playing a lot of switch i've been playing rpg called um battle chasers night war i really like that mm-hmm. i really like it. i'm like 13 13 hours in I'm really enjoying that nice and I actually, since uh, there's a little lull for period for Destiny 2, I'm playing Warframe. I see nods from Rob. Uh, he's like, he's looking his, looking sideways and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a looter shooter. Uh, we have a clan in there, and I want to help out. I, do- I dove into it, and I really enjoy it. I want to go ahead and get the Destiny jab out of the way, but when is it not a lull period in Destiny? Besides when a <laughs> DLC comes out for that one. What week. have you been up to, Rob? <laughs> uh, not playing Destiny. Oh, so similar to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's been pretty uh, pretty crazy at work and everything, so I'm still looking for a game to really like sink my teeth into. So I've really just been playing... You know, some of the things that I thought, oh, you know, I bought this. It's on my backlog. Let me give it a try. I think I'm realizing I'm just terrible at video games, <laughs> which is a tough thing to have to admit. Um, but I spent a couple hours in uh, Dark Souls 3. and um, That's also yeah, sitting on my backlog. Yeah, not going well. So it's probably going to go <laughs> back to my uh, backlog. I uh, did a little Sea of Thieves, which is a good time getting back to that. Oh, yeah. Play a little Fortnite, a little PUBG. How is that uh, new content in yeah it's terrible is it (laughs) because oh no um not terrible as in like it's it's bad it's just i wasn't expecting a megalodon shark to roll up next to my uh, (laughs) next to my ship and just completely destroy me i thought it was okay so it's you know sea of thieves is, is what it's always been it's got a uh you know a lot of fun mechanics um wrapped around you know a lot of griefing so Unfortunately, I I don't see myself going back to that, and I don't know anyone else that plays. It seems like you really have to play as a group uh, to yeah. really enjoy that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much been me. So, how about you, Brandon? Oh uh, well, um, I went went and started uh, playing the uh, Donkey Kong Adventure on Mario and Rabbids, and I'll very cool. It. I'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I haven't quite finished it yet. I was trying to before before stream, but didn't happen and uh some wow actually i've been doing some wow and uh it's a i got my finally got my mage tower appearance so i'm super excited about that that was a very jarring moment for me it's so, a completely solo adventure thing right yeah you so if, if you don't know yeah. it's a uh at the time it was incredibly hard it's probably really easy now and just just really hard for me but uh 
you you know it's a solo thing where you go in and each if it's a skin for your artifact and it's uh you have to do different things a lot of crowd controlling in my case and all mm. that good stuff but yeah it's like really nerve-wracking uh probably did the attempts at least 20 times before i finally got it whoa but uh maybe that's maybe like total over the course of the entirety of uh existence but yeah i was excited about that and I'm glad because now, now when it goes away with the launch of the next expansion, I'll have it. So I'm one of those. And that expansion's rolling up yeah. really soon. It really is. soon. Really soon. A month and some days, and that's it. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I keep watching these streamers, these beta, and they keep I keep seeing crashes and the beta being bad. I hope they fix it. I really do. Before release. I've never experienced any crashes in my time in beta. Maybe it's the streamers I'm watching, Maybe. but it was constantly crashing for them. Maybe. But yeah, that's what that's what I've been up to. But uh, so, uh, I guess we can just jump right into some news and start talking. News. But uh, Nintendo, I think it was the they were talking to the investors and such. But they uh, they came out and said they still have some unannounced games that are going to release this year. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah, I personally hey. don't think they're going to be big named games because you we would have probably already seen something for them to build hype. Well, they still got Gamescom coming up, right? Yeah, that's true. That's in October. So maybe they're holding off for that. Maybe for like a little more. But usually, Gamecom is like time. next year, you know, since it's in October. Oh, yeah. yeah, that could be. I mean, it's the holiday season coming up. Yeah, is... Nintendo's getting absolutely blasted on their their stock price right now. So, no, oh, really, they've got a yeah because uh, their you know their E three showing was kind of mm-hmm. eh, you know, and sales of the the Switch hardware nothing to write home about. I mean. They don't make a ton of money off of each one. And, you know, I would say their library is is definitely good. It's got some of like the best games probably ever made. I think we'll we'll, we'll eventually come to that conclusion. Yeah. But on the horizon, yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah. So I may oh maybe they do have something in their sleeve they'll drop on us and be mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised about. I don't think Nintendo has to worry too much about money issues. No. I mean, Fortnite <laughs> was a big one to drop on people. I figured that yeah. would be... I mean, why can't it be a large title? Like, why? I mean, I'm not saying it can't be, but normally, you you well, would normally title? see a... Uh, like, what's know, big enough? Uh, F-Zero X would be fun. No. Yeah. An Animal Crossing game, I think, would be pretty big. Animal Crossing right. would be a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, um, I could see Animal Crossing. Another Mario sports game, like a Mario Golf or... Please, like Golf. I would buy that. Oh. That's one. That's one I didn't tell you guys. I was playing was a uh, golf story on the Switch. Oh, that's great! I love it's a story. fantastic game. <laughs> Funny. I put a couple hours into that on Sunday. Uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot of ports. Um, I don't know. I don't know other big franchise they could just drop out of nowhere. I don't know. Metroid Prime. I mean, they already talked about that, but it's oh, that's later. Year. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got gotcha. you. Donkey Kong game, but we just had the Tropical Freeze release on it. We will uh, see. Maybe, I don't we'll know. Maybe, maybe there's something big and we just don't know about it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's yeah. going to be tough. Fallout 76 on the yeah. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> they can, if they put uh, Wolfenstein 2 on there, they can put anything on there. Yeah, this is true. I just released too. Yeah. 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 Just released. I, I read a little uh, story on how they actually made it work. Like, it doesn't work usually. Like it has like terrible <laughs> okay. slowdown and like really low FPS and everything. So they had to put like walls so that you couldn't like see really far into the distance in a lot huh. of places. Oh, yeah. All right. Smart. The game overall is 
the same game as you'd play on any of the other ones, but where you might like look over and see like a huge like cityscape, like there's a wall. <laughs> <laughs> but That's... hey, that means you can play it on the go. Yeah, I mean, whatever it takes. That's cool to see these titles on the Switch. Switch is a, it's a great platform, I think. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Rob was just talking about Sea of Thieves. But Rare came out and said they're planning on doing three more unannounced content expansions for this year. Wow. Uh, following the last one they've talked about, which is Forsaken Shore, which comes out in September, which would be the third content patch. So they're so by the end of this year, they're uh, are hoping to have six content patches into Sea of Thieves. They got a lot of variety there. I just, no matter how much they put out in terms of content, I think they really, they need to be able to give people like an area that they can just go and play and not be griefed. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's never going to change. I would even try it if, it, if, I, if they had something like that. Mm-hmm. I would try it. Because some yeah. of the new skeletons are pretty awesome. Like there's one that shows up with a uh, explosive barrel and it'll climb up right next to you and then start running at you and then explodes. Um <laughs> It's new for the update. <laughs> and yeah, I had no idea those things existed. And there I was trying to hunt down some uh, some skeleton pirates and he shows up out of nowhere and blows up right next to me. I bet that's I quite that was weird. <laughs> then it, Reminds then it me of the serious Sam days. Yeah. Holy cow. But yeah, yeah, yeah I like serious Sam. <laughs> I can call I can call these next two expansions after this one. Oh yeah. It's Halloween and Christmas. Something, some events for that, but it's not going to be like huge. I, I think. I think they're just going to be just holiday events. Could be. Could be. Same thing with Destiny. They say they say, hey, we have events coming up, but it's like we have doubles for Valentine's Day, and it's not really a big thing, you know? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they, you know, the stuff they added now isn't isn't too major, but they're it's it's more content, which is good. At least they're showing support for a game. Uh, but mm-hmm. I like, like you guys are saying, I think there definitely needs to be some good, solid content I can do solo to get interest drummed up in the game. So basically, infrastructure changes, not just added on content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that. Good stuff. Speaking of things that need some infrastructure changes or went over some big infrastructure changes, uh, the Battlefront roadmap uh, was revealed either this earlier this week or late last week. But it showed off when they were released the heroes and maps and modes. I talked about it at E3, and uh, uh, people aren't quite too happy about it because basically they're dragging out the entirety of what they talked about at E3 over the course of the rest of the year. So I think uh, we'll get like two heroes in like maybe next month or something, and then we don't get the last two until winter, whatever they consider to be quote unquote winter. And they're just like dragging it out. Um, it looks like there's like no support for this game and there's only maybe a handful of people still working on it, which is probably why it's taking so long to get this content out. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's no surprise to me, but it kind of goes against what they were kind of saying at E3. But I mean, they spent millions of dollars to put people on stage and have that time block, right? Just to be disappointed at the, after the show that it's going to be prolonged. That's really weird. Yeah, hmm. so I don't see this game getting much support past this year. Hmm. So fortunate. I mean, I was still I still want to actually play the single player, which I hear is pretty the good. Single player, I, it's a good story. I'll agree yeah. with that. It's a good story. Do you get to play as like your favorite characters from the Star Wars movies? Uh, you get to play as 
one character your favorite character for a couple minutes. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Hey. <laughs> you get to play his, what's her name? Aiden Versio. Yeah. I mean it was a cool uh, it was a cool uh new story with a new character. I like to see mm-hmm. new characters and stuff in the Star Wars universe. But it it's nothing to write home about for sure. No. <laughs> so. No, not at all. It was it was a <laughs> bad decision on so many ways and you know, I, I just it's it's hard to believe that they keep putting this stuff out year after year to such outrage and they learn like nothing from it. This is the I mean the last the the first Battlefront came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. This one came out 2 years later. But EA's job with the Star Wars license is so disappointing. There's been two games come out under them in the past since 2012 is when EA got the license. Mm-hmm. And and it's 2018 now. If you can't do the you know, you can't do the math. That's a you know, that's a surprising for just two games. Yeah. And if you really want to play a great Battlefront game, you can play Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, it was released yeah. in 2005. Yep. It's still played well in, <laughs> in Steam. And it's probably yeah. the best one. Yeah. It is definitely, definitely a much, it's a much better, uh, much better game. Maybe not great looking, but mm-hmm. it plays a lot better. Definitely fun. Yeah. Definitely fun. I'm sure there's still a, a player base around that. Speaking of things with a good player base, uh, Overwatch is releasing a new hero. And uh, this one is kind of surprising. It's a hamster and a hamster ball of death with machine guns and all that yeah. craziness. Ham and the hamster. Of. Yeah. Which I think I was reading somewhere. It's like a yeah, tribute to uh, Top Gear or something. One of the Top Gear guys that passed away. Hmm. I'm 100% on that. But uh, Interesting choice. What, what kind of other stuff does he have? Um, they do. He's. I think it's a tank class. It works like a turret. Sort of like a... The other robot turn. I forget what his name is. I don't play a lot. He's a bastion. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this one's a this one's a hamster in a big hamster ball. Okay. Yeah. Interesting enough, I guess if you still play Overwatch. <laughs> I mean, at least, it, I, it looks unique. I don't. Yeah. Know that I would have. I don't. You know, he's the hero no one's been asking for. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he's the hero that every game's probably going to get next. You know, here's the storm or yeah. seeing yeah. some other things down the line. That'd be fun. That'd be uh, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. You know, but, uh, they take risks with it, but yeah, it's just never I mean, this one I, I think people would like to see another cool like Reaper type character, you know, someone that looks cool and they can like show off a little bit and mm. you know, they're they're putting out a hamster on it's gonna be really hard to, it's gonna be really hard to cosplay that one. Yeah. Oh no, someone, <laughs> they, they someone actually doing it. It was unique. I bet. But uh, I, I, the thing I like about Overwatch the most is that they release these heroes and it doesn't cost anything extra. This mm-hmm. is boom. They're in the game. You can play them off the bat. Yeah. Well, they don't you know they they still make quite a bit of money oh, from their yeah. you know yeah, loot, box loot box sales stuff. Yeah. So it's not like they're giving them out for free. It's yeah. to you know, keep people. But playing. I just have to say the loot box stuff, all cosmetic from. You know. Yeah. So good 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 on that. Good on that. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. did you guys see that um you guys heard that there was a uh anthem gameplay video about twenty minutes long that they showed off at E three? Yeah, I've yes. heard about it but I haven't seen it yet. So they just so put good. it out where you can actually watch. Um so I've got a a link that I sent to you guys and they took you through a uh, mission called Scars and Villainy Mission, uh which included a uh, raid on a stronghold. And I call it a raid. It was it was a four player mission uh, that they ran through, and I kind of took down some notes as I was uh, as I was watching. And 
some of the stuff kind of cracked me up a little bit. Uh, one of the first things they talk about is that the javelins are handcrafted and they're handed down uh, generation to generation, but they all pretty much look the same. So I don't understand how handcrafted they are when <laughs> they look like they're kind of off of an assembly line. The aesthetic is the same on pretty much all of them. It's robot uh, hands. When they said yeah. handcrafted, they said from the technology that they have no, con- they don't know anything about. So it's kind of weird how they kind of put that story together. But I, I agree with you. It's kind of just funny. Yeah, it just seems odd. I mean, you know, maybe they were like souped up from like some kind of, uh, you know, m- maybe it used to be some kind of infrastructure, like heavy lifting suit or something. Yeah, and they, they've customized. You know, them. they retro, yeah, they retrofitted or something. That yeah. that would all make sense, but. It's it's kind of odd. So, getting past that though, um, they use the shadows and the verticality of their maps to greatly improve the playable area of the map. Um, they're not one thing I noticed is that they as they were showing is that these maps were not that large. You know, you could uh, kind of dump out of the plane and you know rock it down similar to like or, or even PUBG. And as you're flying around, you know, you would go to these little areas and you could end up going very vertical. Like you could go like, you know, hundreds of meters up or hundreds of meters down below the ground um, in, a, in a kind of a vertical slice of the map. Cool because they don't have that much map to really work with. And the shadows really did a good job of, oh, look, do I go down that, you know, that tunnel or that cave? So it was really neat to be able to show how you can still have a lot of area to play in without necessarily loading it all up, you know, right as you're going through. So there are individual what, instances of battles or like they said, strongholds or areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did say, I mean, I was also, this is a different interview with IGN people that actually had flown out to their, uh, their hometown or whatever. And they showed them even more gameplay, but they said the map that they saw, you saw in the, in the beginning of that video, it says it's a very small sliver of what the actual game map is. So mm-hmm. I was really impressed because that looked pretty large um, to begin with. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think they went so far like like in a straight line, but they definitely went from like a very high position to a very low position. In fact, they actually went underwater, which was yeah. really cool looking. Um, so you can actually fly your javelin underwater. Um, it had a nice, you know, nice water effects and you can kind of rocket your way through. Um, there was some loading screens when they're changing the areas, but I think that might be to, you know, to Andrew's point there that they were loading up an instance and it was probably just for, you know, that strike team going in. Um, but I did notice it that there was actually said it was every single fire team or uh, fire team. Sorry. Every single team has a dedicated server. They they actually stated that pretty crazy in my opinion, but it's nice. Nice to hear. Yeah. Hmm. And it makes sense because it's supposed to be somewhat desolate. Um, they do use a lot of scripted events. That was one thing I noticed where they had, uh, you know, explosions going off at particular times or you'd walk around a corner and all of a sudden, you know, something comes jumping out of the wall at you. So um, it'll be interesting to see how much of that they can do and still keep it fresh for the content. Because I feel like you're going to be replaying these missions a lot. You know, just thinking about how Destiny is, you end up playing the same missions kind of over and over again. And they don't really change that much from, you know, one play to the next. And the scripted events might get really old uh, because they look like they, they uh, you know, they're neat. But the 50th time you see someone like 
jump and slam into like a you know a mine or something and blow it up it's going to get a little old uh, one thing that i i noticed and andrew you can pipe in on this is that they want to show how much they are not destiny 2 and it was very important to them to kind of demonstrate that yeah um, meaning they showed the you know how, how quickly and how fast the javelins move and how yeah. they're not slow <laughs> lumbering you know they, uh, they use those of... words too they're like uh, you're not traversing just on land and they, they, mm -hmm. they like kind of pointed at like you're traversing <laughs> vertically and and everywhere yep. so and I, I had to note that the very first drop was an epic gun <laughs> unlike the uh, the mars <laughs> reveal where the guy got a blue shader <laughs> Oh yeah, it's true. Like you saw different, like different colors. You saw a, a purple and even an orange there. So you kind of see that tier of of drops. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I took from it that the jetpacks are really well done. It reminded me a lot of tribes. So if you guys have ever played tribes or nope. just how fast you can go from one area to another, um, was really impressive. So I thought that was really cool. And they talked a little bit about loot and how you're going to get so much loot and why it's important to get so much loot is that depending upon where you are it may not be like hey i've got the best gun in the game it'll be more about this is the best gun for this scenario so it might be you know you've got like incendiary uh, ammunition versus like acid based i'm just going off of like borderlands mm -hmm. type of ammo but yeah. you have to be able to have a complement of loadouts uh somewhat similar to like titanfall 2 like titanfall 2 you can switch out your loadouts and be more effective against certain types of mechs so I think they're kind of carrying that over. The here. only thing that uh that I don't I like because I I like the like not being able to just, this is the one loadout I use for everything I like having mm -hmm. the multiple loadouts but as long as it doesn't become I have a a hundred different loadouts because each one of these hundreds are best in each different type of scenario like it's okay if there's maybe three or four maybe even five loadouts that are good to swap between but when you got like one for literally every fight that's when it kind of gets tedious. Yeah. And I guess we'll right. have to see because it's uh, they did show like some different things. There was people fighting with flamethrowers. There was people that used like guided missiles. Um, you know, obviously tons of machine guns and whatnot. So you I see the combos cool. was, as well. Yeah, the combos was a neat thing. That that's like Bloodstorm combo. Yeah, you combo between someone stunning them and then you grenade them, and then that's actually adds on to mm -hmm. the damage. Well, it's really cool. That was in Bulletstorm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they set um they set up uh like they set the boss on fire, and then they started hitting with missiles, and it was like combo and like did like extra damage, so that's kind of neat. There was another game that did that really well. Was Saint, don't they? Uh, probably. I was gonna say Final Fantasy Eleven did that too, where you could um chain together different attacks, and if you pulled it off the sequence right, then you would get you know these like super attacks that would end up coming out of him. Combo. Yep. <laughs> a lot of other things uh, I noticed the jetpacks, like you said, if you fly through, so there is an overheating meter. So it's not that I have fuel, you, 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 you have overheat, but if you dive, right, you'll cool down your, your heat, I guess your heat bar. And then also if you fly through a waterfall, you'll also reduce that as well. So mm. some things that little, little deep, a little attention to detail. I thought that was really cool. Um, a lot of the good things as well that I heard from a different uh, video is that these these um they're trying to split the between you know the open world where everyone is and everyone has the same world by the way so it's not going to be a different world for everyone mm -hmm. that that storm over there is the same storm that everyone else is going to see and that that's what they said the word like tomorrow that same person could could have done something different completely different in that storm but when you go into a hub 
or your strider which is your mobile hub that's when story happens that's when your choices happen which i thought was really cool because considering yeah. uh considering your your destinies if you say uh not very good at the story uh, i would like to see the bioware story you walk into a hub story happens i like to make choices things happen and that's my that's my gameplay that's my experience then i can go outside you know see the see the differences between like loading up or someone they said contracts as well it's like if you have if you're going into an event you can send out a contract someone will can just jump right into your um your space using matchmaking using your friends and of course they said guilds they said the word guilds mm which means there's going to be a guild system, which means that we, as PixelPub, are going to be there 100%. And we actually created a um, a space for Anthem just for that hype, because a lot of people saw that. A lot of people were interested if we were going, we were going to create something, and we are. 100% we can say we, we will be there. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited nice. for this game. Yeah, and it is a Bioware game, so mm-hmm. you know, at some point in time, uh, you'll be able to take that uh, guildmate and... Lay him yeah. down for some javelin love on it. javelin. <laughs> love making. I really like, there hope is no, there there's is no, no romance right now. Yeah. But I really hope that um, maybe <laughs> the uh, the pitfalls that uh, came upon Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm hoping it was because they had so much attention being drawn to Anthem. That's what I hope. Could be. So. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just for some reason had two javelins in my head. Just <laughs> I, I don't. Whatever Rob said. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Um, All right, yeah, join up today. Yeah. <laughs> join. I hope Anthem gets the the kind of attention that uh, you know Dragon Age Origins got and the you know the first three Mass Effects got. Uh, I agree. It's it's got the yeah. attention. I just hope it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm excited. Get the hype train rolling. It's only mm-hmm. many months away. But uh, yeah, so uh, I could teach you guys a little bit earlier. I'm gonna. Give you a little bit of review for that Donkey Kong Adventure DLC. We all played Rabbits, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to hear yeah. what you have here. Yeah, tell so, us. Tell yeah, us more. so I think it's, uh, I think standalone, which is what I bought it because I didn't want to buy the season pass because I really wasn't interested in the, the, uh, I think the other DLC right now is like a challenge modes or something and I haven't really been into that. So I bought a standalone, which I think it's 15 bucks, $14.99, um, which seems kind of steep for a DLC, but. Mario Rabbids is good, so I, you know, went into it and tried it out. Um, it's great. This is a great DLC, and I, I personally think it's worth the fourteen ninety nine, at least standalone. If you have the season pass, even you know, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've put in four to five, and probably after today, six hours into it, and I'm still not done yet. Oh um, wow, okay. that's a that's a big DLC. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't like I've talked before. It, it doesn't continue the- off your save. Is it because there's so much more content, or is it just more challenge? More content. It's definitely, it's, okay. I haven't really got into a challenge. The only thing that's really been challenging to me is some of the puzzles. I'm a big fan of the open world puzzles, like pushing the blocks around and stuff. I enjoy doing all that. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I could sit there for like 10 to 15 minutes, like, what am I screwing up? How can I figure <laughs> this out? <laughs> sure. And uh, But yeah, it's, it's really fun. It doesn't play off your save, so it doesn't matter how far in the game or if you've ever finished it. Um, you can start it off fresh. It's sort of like the Last of Us DLC that came out. It's like a little standalone section chapter. So, so you play as Donkey Kong. You your uh, so your team comp is Donkey Kong, uh, Rabbit Cranky Kong, and Rabbit Peach. Nice. Uh, yeah. 
So there's some story stuff that goes on to why it's those three mm-hmm. specifically. And I think that the biggest downfall of the DLC is that unlike the base game where you can change characters out, you're locked to those three characters. The, oh, the man. I would have said for sure Diddy Kong was going to be one of your one of your people. Unless he makes a surprise towards the end, he's not in it so far. <laughs> really? Yeah. But Something's uh, wrong. It must be defective. Must be defective. I need, I need to return it. But... It's a lot of fun. There's, you know, they've added because it's, you know, its own thing. It's a lot of there's a lot of new content, a lot of puzzles to do. Uh, it's got its own like little mini base hub thing that I haven't quite explored. All there's like puzzle pieces to find. You collect bananas instead of coins, of course, because you're Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, and Donkey Kong, I really wish he was in the base game because he is my favorite character by far. He has one of the most unique move sets, and he's a lot of fun to play with. Um, his main weapon's a banana, so he throws a banana. It's like a boomerang. It hits multiple enemies and comes back towards you. Um, he's got uh, he slaps the ground and does AOE damage around them. He's got uh, his abilities as the uh, I don't know, in XCOM. It was like the where you get in cover and if somebody moves, you shoot at them. He's got that mm-hmm. and uh, he's got yeah Overwatch and he's got a drum move where he he plays, brings out his bongos, slaps the bongos, and enemies come close to him. So that's a good combo with the the ground slap to do a lot of AOE damage. Hmm. And yeah, he's fun. I really wish he's in the base game. He's got special ledges where he can he can swing from ledge to ledge. It's it's cool. Um, nice. He can pick people up. You you can go to people, pick them up, and throw them. <laughs> so you can do that to your you know you can do it to your own characters to kind of advance your character further along the map That's and cool. maybe get a different advantage or take That's an a enemy. Great idea. Take an enemy, throw another enemy into another enemy, knock them knock them around. So mm-hmm. Donkey Kong's cool. He's a lot of fun. Um, the story stuff is kind of it doesn't really come off the la- the end of the game so it's not a continuation it's kind of like a midway through the game side story that happens while Mario's doing his stuff um, but it's cool I don't want to spoil a lot of stuff even though there's probably not a lot of spoilers in this type of game but uh, it's fun it really makes me really want to play a sequel oh, sooner absolutely. rather than later because yeah. I love this game it's a fun game and in terms of DLC I'm reading this purely as a DLC it's 8 out of 10 Nice. Yeah. Cool. And, I, and if and if I could probably had more characters to choose from and different environments, I might have said eight out of uh, you know, I give it a higher rating than eight out of ten. Cool. But, yeah. Now you've got to join with Andrew and I and play Battle Chasers. Yeah, I'll have to check, I'll have to check that out. That's, they're Battle on the Switch Chasers. now. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun one. It's a it's a classic RPG. Uh, I don't know what the, much more to say. It has a good story. Mm-hmm. A lot of custom customizable customizability i don't know they custom i guess yeah, so. you, you can customize a lot of stuff it's based on comic series battle chasers uh, by written and drawn by joe madeira and he's got a very unique art style that's kind of like almost like overwatch in a lot of ways like i would put it like that kind of art style um where it's not realistic but at the same time it's got like realistic elements to it mm-hmm. so but yeah, just classic. And I think the what is it? The overkill portion, where you kind of plan out like your how much damage you're going to do to someone based upon how much uh, how much they've hit you, is kind of an interesting mechanic. They have a burst mechanic. They have gear. They have like dungeon play where you have to make choices, and those choices could really affect your party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's good stuff. It's really is good it a, what's the price tag on that? I, I got it cheap. Sale. Yeah. I was like, I got it for like twenty bucks. Switch, yeah, yeah. It's it's I'm not, I'm not download. I had the physical copy. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I want to say it's. I think it's ten dollars on Steam right now. But if you want to get on Switch, they could take it on the go. I think it's around twenty. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. Yeah. For your Mario Rabbids, I, I totally agree, and I really want a Mario Rabbids too. I'm just glad that this game exists. Like it was a surprise it's, like two years ago, so, right? I really <laughs> thought this game was gonna be really bad with just off the base of the title. Yeah. And then as soon as they started showing gameplay, I'm like, this game is gonna be fun. Because so yeah, for those people games. that haven't played it, this that's a great title for the Switch. It's a Fantastic great title. title. I think I think it'll probably be one of the cornerstones of Switch, hopefully. And those games are like, oh yeah, Mario Rabbits, that's a great Switch game. Mm-hmm. So more reviews this week, and there's a lot of a lot of different stuff that came out. Uh, Near Automata for Become as a Gods edition for the Xbox. They had to rename it for the Xbox. Um, it got a 91 as a Metacritic score, and users give it 8.6. And that's that's just coming off of Near Automata it, itself, because that's just a great game in general, right? Mm-hmm. It's really weird. So, I've never really watched it, but it's kind of it's definitely weird. Definitely weird. The the main creator wears like a mask the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he, he never shows his face. She. Like she. It's, yeah, I didn't know. It's a futuristic, post apocalyptic huh. androids uh, battling other mechs sort of deal mm-hmm. with fantastic action RPG and fantastic soundtrack. Like the soundtrack's oh. been rave reviewed. Um, so if you're on Xbox, congratulations. You have near. You can you can get it now. Yeah, uh, good the, for crew, you guys. the crew two. Two. Crew two. I watched Lyric play it for a little while, and it didn't look terrible, but it didn't. It looked like they were just trying to do too much. So, I would say this is probably sitting in that six to seven range. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly where it's sitting out. It's uh, sixty nine at the moment for Metacritic or Metascore. And then the user score is 5.8, actually. So I, it seems maybe the online play is not good because that's what people are looking forward there to. There is no online play yet. Okay, well, then that would probably be the reason why. Yeah, it's not coming out till uh, December. So, yeah, you can't play online with anyone that's... else. But you can you can do so much. Like It's got like boat racing and plane racing and motorcycle racing. And but it's the crew. Rally racing. have a crew? Yes. No. Oh, so this game didn't launch with multiplayer? Yeah, it did not launch with multiplayer. That wasn't that the whole premise of the first That's one. The was that it's a, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. racing MMO. Yeah. Yep. That's a very odd choice. Yeah, it's not so much MMO though, because it's not like a shared world. It's like you. It wasn't you get the first one. The US, yeah, and then you kind of drop in and out. There's no loading screens. That I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Like when you start, when you pick an area, like you can zoom right back out and go to another one. There's no loading screens. You just drop straight in the car right there. I guess so. We yeah. put it this way: like it's it's released now, but it's still as a game as a service. It will still become mm-hmm. poss- possibly that multiplayer MMO car experience that you want. Yeah. Well, I never like played there's... the crew one, so I couldn't tell you. Like I, I had no expectations for this one. I played a little bit of the crew one, and I was yeah, sorely disappointed. Hmm. So, uh, what is next is the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy for a Switch. For yeah, the switch was this for the switch. Yeah, yeah, it's been out for yeah. a year now on other platforms. For the, for the switch, and I got a seventy-seven, eight point yeah, three. That's probably pretty fair. I mean, it's twenty-year-old gameplay, <laughs> remastered. And then Wolfenstein, like you, like you said, Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus on Switch, 
78 Metacritic. Which Metacritic. isn't bad because it's got some technical limitations. So nothing. It's not as grand it's as you would play on the you Xbox. Can even play, period. Yeah. I agree. It's I, same I with agree. Doom, right? Yeah. Yeah, Doom looks do great it. though on the on the Switch. And then Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered. Remastered. Remastered, guys. The remake um, no one wanted. It's the remastered no one wanted. Well, there really is only four critic reviews, and it's 78. Yeah. So if people love Red bland, Faction back when, I knew that. It's a very bland week. I played it when it launched, and it was underwhelming. <laughs> well, those yeah, are your game scores of the week. It wasn't bad. It just Everybody wasn't a game. great game. Well, thank you. It's always good to get the other perspectives and talk about some of the ones like because, you know, I, I wouldn't have sat and played any any of those outside because I mean, Near Automata already have one on Steam, and, you know, Red Faction. It was just kind of one of those things like I'm like, who did they re-release this for? Like, who was <laughs> like, we must have Red Faction, Gorilla again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I could understand Red Faction. Because that like that had a cool like, it had this environmental destruction capability where you could like burrow your way through rocks and stuff. And on the Xbox, Three. Xbox, it yeah, had pretty cool. interesting physics surrounding that. Like you could like rocket your way through rocks and get into <laughs> an area where you could you know fight the bad guys. So it it was interesting, and that's probably the one that needs to be remastered. I feel like this is just a you know a cash grab. Maybe yeah. people, uh, you know, had fond memories. But I don't people will remember well. that name, though. Remastered. So it's it's that's a, for sure. I've already forgotten it. <laughs> and it's gone. But uh, yeah, moving on to some movie stuff. Some things we'll probably want to forget here in the future. But uh, Idris Elba is going to be playing the villain in Dwayne Johnson's Fast and Furious spinoff that is apparently happening still. Idris Elba is so good. I'm glad he's making money because I know he's not doing this for anything else. Yeah. <laughs> he's in everything, man. It's crazy. He he's in everything, but he's never like the star. You know, like he was great as um God, I'm gonna mess up his name in Thor. Uh Heimdall. Heimdall, yeah. He was awesome in Thor. And even the, you know, even in Ragnarok, like he he wasn't given like he has, a huge he has role, very limited screen time in those, yeah. But every time he does is really good. It's good. He's good. He's a great actor. I'm just, He's yeah. great in Finding Dory. Um, he was fantastic <laughs> in Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. He was oh, awesome. Yeah, right. He was so good he didn't come back. Yeah. No one no <laughs> one wants to remember Dark Tower, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you I haven't seen it I, yet. I almost watched it just for him, but the reviews were so bad. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm going to go. I, I, it's still on my list of like rainy day movies to watch. He yeah. was uh he was a good part of the um Prometheus too. Like a lot of people don't like Prometheus, but I like Prometheus. He was a good part of it. I like Prometheus a lot, yeah. yeah I don't like it a lot, but I liked it. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know I don't know what what you can do with the spin off. Maybe maybe they're gonna split off the whole like maybe crime stuff on this Dwayne well, Johnson side. They don't steal DVD players anymore. Right, I know. If you remember, that was how they <laughs> started the, out. Was that's how they started stealing out. truckloads of DVD oh, players? Man. Now it's like crime lords, and oh man, I really need to go back through and watch the how the series has evolved. But I'm not. We'll see. And uh, speaking of other movies, I'm really surprised to see uh, Jim Carrey's going to play Doctor Robotnik in the live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I hope it's based on Sonic Adventure. 
Because they you had mean real like... people walking around. Oh, I see. No, I see. I see. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Dreamcast yeah, one. Yeah, Dreamcast one. Yep. Yep. Because that was awesome. Like he was running around fighting that water monster just on the give me, first level. Just me. Give me, give me Big the Cat, and I'm good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Robotnik's not funny though. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he takes the character. I guess he took the character for the Grinch pretty good. So I can see maybe transitioning to Doctor Robotnik. I don't know. Doctor Robotnik doesn't really talk much either, right? As far as I no. know. He just steals animals. Yeah. 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 Steals animals and the Chaos Emeralds. And yeah. That kind of thing. Oh no, Jim Carrey is a good actor. He's been in a lot of really good stuff. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see, you know, someone of his caliber. It's, I, I'm just curious, like. I, how do you have a live action person playing Sonic the Hedgehog? The yeah. only person hopefully, that could do it would be Ninja. Because he's hopefully already they, like, the, like the use a royal hedgehog and just paint it blue and you think? Yeah. Oh <laughs> so a meme. So the whole movie's gonna be a meme. Okay. Whole movie I, I wonder if it's gotta be like a CGI hedgehog and he's just running around, he's like radical <laughs> high five and everyone. Uh I hope Jim Carrey grows out a uh an actual mustache. To uh, imitate. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's one. doing this for a paycheck, so, they, oh, definitely. <laughs> so this is going to be minimal um, in terms of body modifications <laughs> yeah. to to suit the role. If you told me he gained like a hundred pounds to play like, <laughs> like no, Jim Carrey's not going to do that. <laughs> oh man, so let's. I want to talk about something probably equally as disappointing, and that was Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I think it's in Destiny too. Uh, we're we're, pat, we're at the movies. We already got that we're jab. Movies now, we already got our jab out. Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So when this trailer came out, I think uh, we talked about it on here, and I I did not have a lot of optimism for it when the trailer came out. But well, I say, why judgment. is that? Is it because he outran a lava flow? Is it because there was Fight <laughs> Club of dinosaurs? So is that why. This movie is very, very... Is it because uh, the last one wasn't that good? <laughs> I'll give you this. The last one was uh, not good, but at least interesting enough to... I'd probably get the last one a 6 or 7 out of 10. just because It ended the same enough. way as the first one. T-Rex yeah. comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Fights him, saves the day. And uh, spoiler alert for those who are wanting not to be spoiled on this movie. It happens again. That same... The same thing that they did. The same T Rex oh comes God. out and does uh, the signature T Rex T Rex move. Le- I mean, it doesn't really. He doesn't really quote unquote save the day, but he does eat a bad person and then roar and then the kind of movie kind of goes off. Oh, it's Jeff Goldblum. It's not. Well, I, I have to watch it now. You know? Um, for those looking for Jeff Goldblum, he's in it for maybe a total of. Oh, don't tell me that. Two minutes. Oh, Basically, geez. what they Maybe. showed in the trailer was yes. what you're saying. Okay, yes. great. Uh, he plays no plot points whatsoever. He's literally just a, a face to be like, oh, hey, look, there he is. And then they show him again at the end. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot he was in this movie. How many Verizon yes. ads do they have in there, though? What's that? Count them. Because there was a lot of Verizon ads in the first one. Like, they were like, <laughs> Oh, Quickly no. run to the Verizon pillar and take shelter from the pterodactyls. So yeah, this movie is not a good movie, whatever, uh, whatsoever. Um, I, I'd have to say the beginning of the movie kind of starts off like it's going to be interesting, mm-hmm. um, but they they quickly show you that it's not going to be interesting at all, and they they quickly change your mind. 
Um, the story so, is incredibly shallow. Uh, the settings are very lackluster. You don't see anything. Uh, nothing impactful goes on. Uh, and it copies so much of the, like, the plot points that happen in the other movies. You're like, mm-hmm. I've seen this movie like a million times already. Like, this is not anything new. Um, nah. The only saving grace, I think, is Chris Pratt. And I think it's because Chris Pratt is Chris Pratt in this movie. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a, there's not a, anything. I don't think there's not a character Chris Pratt couldn't pull off as Chris Pratt. Sure. So, so 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, story-wise, the biggest thing that probably grabbed me from the beginning is that it takes place three years after the first. But when they return to the park, it looks like it's been 50 years. And I'm hmm. kind of like, yeah, this is a... The CGI people didn't uh, do their <laughs> is, do their due this diligence. Is, this movie's this park is in quite disarray, and it's only been three years. Um, because oh, they broke out, it was ravaged by dinosaurs. <laughs> oh yeah, because <So>. cause... <laughs> I give it three but, years. Yeah, it could be pretty bad. But um, I think that when the la- I think when the Jurassic World came out, they did not have any other movies planned, and when it blew up like it did, they're like, let's make another one right now, and they put no thought into it and it just was just a crash well, grab he was supposed to be your episode nine director so oh, dodged God. a bullet dodged a bullet for sure good to hear good to hear oh my god so, so is this so gonna be on track for the next transformers just make a quick buck but dinosaurs... i'm hoping that the next one they do is better because they've hopefully they take more time but i don't hold any optimism for it um but we'll see we'll see uh, five out of ten, and that's being generous because Chris Pratt's in it. You thought Solo was bad? Okay, we're getting we're getting a little bit of uh, chat here. Uh, he's yeah. like, "How do you compare this uh, movie to the Solo movie?" Oh, I uh, love Solo. Rob uh, chimed in with "So Lower." I was I was really good. I had thumbs up so that lower. one. Uh, and then he says, "I thought Solo was pretty bad. It's hard to imagine." I thought the Solo I like was. Solo. A good- I like solo. If you went into solo with high expectations, then that's that's on you. Yeah. It it really I, I went in there with like the lowest like the only reason I went in there is because there was a tropical storm coming and it was raining really hard. <laughs> I'm like, well, we can Let's go in and get out of the rain. I'll yeah. go watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up being fun. Enjoyable. I, I'm not gonna say yeah. it's great, but yeah, enjoyable. I, I didn't I didn't hate it. But... This movie's kind of the opposite. I mean yeah. you're you're kinda like, What the heck? Yeah. Come on. Well, tell anyway. us about a good movie. Yeah, uh, I forgot to talk about this, I think, last week, because I watched it a couple weeks ago. But The Incredibles 2, surprisingly, um, you, you wouldn't think that, you know, I would like that movie better. But yeah, just, uh, Incredibles 2 is a really fun movie. Um, you know, even I, I if it is a, it. even if it's a quote-unquote kids movie, uh, there's a lot of adult and, like, superhero lover stuff. They can, like, you can, you can pick things out that you can enjoy from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of big things probably kids won't pick up on is like what it really means to be superhero in the like real life. Like, what is a superhero outside of the big you know superhero events? So that's really cool to mm-hmm. see. And uh, you know, it's like what if superheroes lived in this world? It wouldn't be like what we see in comic books or anything like that. So it takes a more realistic approach to things. So I like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's really funny because when that first one came out a lot of people said okay it's a great fantastic four movie because it's got (laughs) gender switched and like role reverse but it's basically all the fantastic four Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. but even more so it has the same plot line as watchmen which is where the out the government outlaws uh superheroes and you know won't let people go out and you know be vigilantes so it was really interesting that it, it cribbed so much from there and you know two of the two very popular series i mean you know watchmen the best written comic of all time um just overall and you know fantastic four obviously you know very uh you know very the incredibles was big before superheroes were big the yeah. only thing out around that time was like not even x-men was out at that time was it not i don't think so i thought, I thought the X-Men it was pretty, pretty close it's like maybe X-Men, one or two x-men was like 99 uh-huh. incredibles and... was like a little late like 2000 uh 2004 okay so yeah. Yeah, I, I leveraged the power Sp- of Google to figure that out. I think we had some Spider-Man. I think we had like the the Tommy Maguire Spider-Man. And- yeah, you would have had Spider-Man, but um, yeah, I mean, but still, it wasn't great. It's not the you know, genre it, it is now. Yeah, wasn't like it is now. Yeah, so now it makes a ton of sense to put this movie out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this uh, you know, a lot of animated movies kind of stick to the same kind of plot or kind of you know trumps of the first one. I think this one kind of can stand on its own. You could probably just watch this one on its own and feel like you've seen a good superhero movie. Have you guys seen it? No, not yet. No. Uh, me four. I think she enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not this weekend. So I'll be taking in. This. Yeah, I'll be taking in Ant Man and the Wasp this weekend, and um, yeah. and Incredibles too. So, and skipping Jurassic Park. Thanks for saving me the. Uh, Skip that. The, the eight bucks or or whatever yeah. they'll charge me for the Madden show. Skip that. Yeah. Yep. It's it's doing really well in the box office. It's really popular, especially like so many shows have sold out around here. But it's not good. It's not good. But Incredibles two is good. And I'll say Incredibles two is an eight out of ten. Nice. Eight out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And now it's time to jump right into comics and talk to Rob for a bit. Sure. Yeah, I've got kind of a big one I'm going to talk about, but we did have a question in chat. Uh, the question was, is who is the best superhero in existence and why is it Thanos? And I would say, you're right, it is Batman. He is by far the best superhero, so <laughs> good good job there. Um, great question statement. Yeah, great question. Great question. Love it. Uh, keep more of those coming. So um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Batman, y'all. Yeah, talk about Batman. I'm talking about Batman 50. And for anyone that knows about comic books and hasn't read Batman 50 yet, um, you know, this is your spoiler warning. So go ahead and uh, turn it off, move on. Uh, now. Now. Because this is about Batman and Catwoman getting married, which is hey. huge news in the DC universe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of people weren't so sure if Batman was the marrying kind. You know, he had Robin living with him for all those years. So, you know, it wasn't quite clear <laughs> where his interests were. Um, but they, they do a very unique approach uh, to a giant-sized issue here. Uh, so 45 pages. That's uh, double your, your typical issue size. And there are some pages that have panels, but most of them are... Uh, full page art by guest artists and longtime creators, like some of the most famous uh, longtime creators. I put Becky because she's my favorite 
picture out of all these. Uh, but Jim Lee, uh, obviously, he's super famous. Uh, Frank Miller came back to do a page for them. Uh, Tony Daniel, Andy Kubert, Tim Sale, Neil Adams, Amanda Connor, and the list just goes on and on. They probably had about 20 full page, you know, just art. Like, like you could frame this and hang it on a wall. Like, it's just so nice. And it was just page after page of this stuff. So they had a lot of nods to the creators. And they brought up a lot of the, uh, you know, they said like Kane Plaza or Finger Tower or O'Neill Street. So those are people that kind of help Batman get to where he is nowadays. And the reason why that's really important is because the spoilerific part is they didn't get married. They were going to get married and they didn't. So no. as the story is going on, they're talking about each other. They're talking about how they met, how they fell in love, how they, you know, can't wait to spend the rest of their lives together. And then about the halfway point, it changes to, well, what's going to happen once we spend the rest of our lives together? And, you know, the Catwoman's like, you know, Batman deserves to be happy, but if he's happy, then he's not Batman anymore. And all the good things that Batman does, he won't be able to do because he'll be distracted, you know? Who knows, like, if he'll slip and the Joker gets through and, you know, there's all these hypotheticals and everything that that she has the answer for. And she just couldn't, like, bring herself to do it. And he was, you know, much the same way where, you know, he didn't, you know, she's a thief. She's not a good guy. She's not a hero, even though she pretends to be one from time to time. Mm -hmm. And this was really just kind of a huge character deconstruction on both sides. And... Ultimately, it meant nothing at the end of the day because it was really kind of a reset. You know, Batman got his feelings hurt and he's, uh, you know, feeling neglected again. She's back to living her life of crime. And it's basically a reset of where they were, you know, years and years ago, uh, where Batman's the brooding, you know, loner and Catwoman is, you know, the, the cat thief. So it's really, it's really beautiful in terms of the art style, though. And, and I, I would I would encourage everyone to go and you know if you got some interest in this, look past the fact that they didn't get married, you know, and that whole storyline's been spoiled even before it came out. But you got to take it just for like all the contributions of all these artists coming together and making this series or making this uh, issue available. So um, you can buy it for four ninety nine at your local friendly local comic store or Comicsology or wherever else you buy your comics. I gave it an eight and a half out of 10, mainly because I think it's such a great character deconstruction and the art style is just, I can't, I can't say enough about it. When you've got like original Frank Miller pieces and, uh, you know, Tim Sale uh, drawing these, uh, you know, beautiful full page, um, you know, renditions of Batman and, and Catwoman, they're, they're almost always like in an embrace on like every page that they show this and whether that's, Batman trying to like capture her from running away with like diamonds <laughs> or if it's them like actually like, you know, holding each other on a rooftop, you know, there's all these like different scenes and just, you know, really, really nice um, vistas that they're, that are showing. So. That's really interesting. That's what I like when. Yeah. This one starts off with just a Batman says tomorrow. And she goes, okay. She goes and wears his uh, father's suit. She goes and steals a dress. So it's like they're, 
you know, they're doing their heroic things that they normally do. And that's exactly what you'd expect. And at the end they realize, well, we can't really be together because it's not, this, this isn't going to work. Gotcha. Yeah. Man. So, Man. That's so much crap going on on my end. Like, <laughs> no, you're here. We got you. Great. I know, but you guys to- like turned into total robots. At, mm. uh, at the end of that. Well, day. 20 questions is going to be fantastic then. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. This is, this is awful. Cause it's my turn. <laughs> I'm about to, to go record stuff on Twitch, and oh my god, you are recording though, at least, right? Yeah, it's going to sound great in robotics, but I don't have to go back, get your version of the Twitch, lay it on top of this crappy sounding. Oh man, this is gonna be a pain. Anyway, let's anyway, play 20, twenty questions. Yeah, that means yeah. uh, that means chat. We're looking at you. All right, I got a game. Hit me. I had a cl- I had a close check. I don't know if that's causing me to lag or not, but so someone else pick up chat duty. Sure. Yeah, I got chat. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. So all um, right. So this week it is uh, Andrew's turn. Yep. So yeah. Go. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll start off like we always start off, and maybe find the date. Well, or which color Pokemon it is. And it could be which color Pokemon. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and go ahead and take it, Brandon. What uh? Yeah, what, is this uh? Where you want to start? Is this a po- is this a pre two thousand five game? Pre two thousand five game, yes. Okay. Is it a post nineteen ninety five game? It is not a post nineteen ninety five game. Okay, so going old school. Old school. What we do here is go back, 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 back. I said it's not post. So so it's between. No, that's not true. Uh, I said it's not. Oh, it's post. I'm. <laughs> it is post nineteen ninety five. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. So it is between ninety five and. Over. It is. It okay. is. Okay. I know what post means. Do we split the difference there? Uh, might as well. Yeah. So is it after two thousand? It is not after two thousand. Okay. You sure? Ninety five. Yes, I'm sure. It's, it's I'm sure. not after two thousand. Sure. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Um, he didn't use posts or anything like so. He confused me, so I got it for right. time. <laughs> so, are so we it... looking at a uh, console exclusive, or should I, I should say, exclusive to a platform? It is not exclusive to a platform. Okay. Okay. Got okay, a multi-platform so got game here. Yeah. yeah. So, what are we thinking? Uh, so, ninety-five to two thousand. Five years. Oh, there's so many. So many. Yeah. What's our um, big consoles in that period? PlayStation. You uh, got uh, Dreamcast shows up in that time frame. 60, 60, yeah, 64. Um, yeah, so is it on a Nintendo console? It is on a Nintendo console, yes. Okay, okay so it's not a, I would say it's probably not a big Nintendo game since it's multi, multi-platform. Um Well, I mean, so we know it's on Nintendo. That really narrows it down in terms of which multiplayer games uh, showed up on there. Um, so was it on Nintendo 64? Oh, oh did we determine it's multiplayer? Did we say multiplayer? I know, multi-console, multi-console. Yeah, multi-console, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we have a question from chat. Is it a multiplayer game? And I say, no, it is not a multiplayer game. And for your question regarding... Uh, was it on? You said was it a question N64 or did you? Yeah, what did the game released on Nintendo 64? 
it was so multi-platform on the 64 you know how rare that is it's yeah pretty rare, we had y'all. a we had what starcraft uh starcraft was on there yes 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 yeah, i thought it was before? yeah i thought it was very interesting because there's not a lot of games that were released on 64 and other multi on other platforms yeah, I think that's why I asked for Nintendo 64 because that really narrows it down. Let's see. I want to know if it was also on PC. So I think that's important to know. Yeah, so was it also a... released on PC? It was released on PC. Okay. It's starting to sound a lot like StarCraft. It was starting to sound a lot like StarCraft. <laughs> um, was it produced by Blizzard? It was not produced by Blizzard. All right, so okay. it's not StarCraft. Nope, it is and not. Just, uh, I use a technicality where maybe StarCraft 64 wasn't produced by <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> now we got to look that up. I'm pretty sure it is. Yep. So for chat, uh, yes, it's a multi-platform game. That is, hopefully you've heard that now. Uh, it is not Nintendo exclusive. It was released on PC as well. Mm-hmm. And it could be GoldenEye. So um, when we say on multi multi-platforms um is it a re-release that's on the other platforms yes it was a re-release uh... meaning like it did not release at the same time as the original release for the game mm. okay okay so there that opens up quite a bit 10 questions do you have more yeah you got like conquer's bad fur day you got a uh... Um, Pretty much all those was re-released games. on Xbox and yeah, all those rare titles. A lot of those re-released on Xbox. Well, let's ask if it was a rare title. So was, was it a rare, rare title? title? It's not rare. Mm. Mm. Let's see on I'm Nintendo sixty four. It was re-released and came out on PC. So that's going to take you out of any of the like the Mario's or the Zelda's or anything yeah. like that. Um, Man. If I give any hint, I would stop focusing on this and start focusing on genre. Okay. Is it an RPG? A... Good question. It is not an RPG. Not categorized an RPG. Okay. Is, uh, do, we, do you play in a first-person perspective? Do you not play in a first-person perspective? Is it a side-scroller? It is not a side-scroller. So probably 3D action or third-person action? Uh, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So is it a third-person action game? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. What's that, game, was where you, what's that game where you played as a worm? Earthworm Jim? Is that was that a was that exclusive? Um, I don't know if it was released elsewhere. It wasn't very good. The three D one, the two the two D one was awesome, but not the not the three. Um, but on Nintendo sixty four, we got an action RPG. It could be like Castlevania. I do like that from China. I didn't see the RPG as like action adventure, or action so third person action adventure. Yeah, yeah. So third person action. Game, well, wasn't which all the Castlevania certainly fits in there. Was it Castlevania on the 64? Mm-hmm. Game like that. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil also came out on those. Did it? Did Resident Evil come out on 
Yeah, Resident Evil 2 came out on Nintendo 64. That might be it. That's very topical, Avenger, because they did uh, announce the remake. What, did they? They did. At E3, we talked about it a little bit. So, was it produced by Capcom? Yes. (laughs) Is the first word resident? No. Okay. Burn that question. Uh, But it's by Capcom. Yeah, that that helps. Um, Yeah, 17 questions. You got Man there. Um, Bionic Commando? No, I don't think that was on there. On Capcom. (laughs) F Zero? (laughs) But that was. Was was F Zero Capcom? Nah, well, I don't think so. Captain Falcon was Capcom, right? I don't think so. I'm going to look that up. Hmm. One of the fighting games, maybe, that Capcom made? It's not fighting because it's a third person action. Yeah, third person action. F Zero was by Nintendo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Third person action by Capcom. I don't really think of any Capcom third person. Yeah, I'm kind of struggling. It's not Resident Evil. Right. Um, Is it like a realistic game? Not realistic. Nope. Okay, so we're we're dealing with a cartoony. Stylized. Eighteen yeah, stylized. questions. You got one question, I guess. All right. At least we're moving on. At least we're moving quick. <laughs> That's, I can at least give myself that. Um, on oh, Brandon. I don't know, man. I'm stopped. Um, they have a good question. Maybe that might help us out. I don't know. Would would if finding out if it was maybe a, a shooter or a. Uh, or a uh, medieval sword swinging type of game I help out any? You don't think it's a game made by Capcom? I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> sir. <laughs> and I know I played this a ton. I love mm. this game. By Capcom. Oh, man. I actually didn't one. know it was released in Wait. platforms, by the way. I was, I was thought, I was legit thought it was exclusive, but now I know it's not. Is, was was there any like, like third person like Mega Man games or anything like that? I was like Battle Network or something, but I thought it was on PlayStation. Huh. I know we gotta be a little more judicious with our with our guesses here because we have so few of them. But a, a Capcom we... third person action. Would, would, do we need to ask if it's a shooter? Would that help any? Uh, yeah, sure. Shoot thing. Yeah, do you is there like a weapon that you shoot? Yes. A weapon. A single weapon. (laughs) Okay, so this sounds like it's probably not a traditional shooter. (laughs) No, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, it's just so close. So you said honestly. Uh, Is it Mega Man? Yeah, but what? Oh my god, are you kidding me? I don't know what Mega Man Legends. Mega Man Legends. Mega Man Legends, my dude. On, it's so good. All that right, game. That game's let's amazing. Go to the Wayback Machine and, and yes. look at this. I played on the play. I played on the PlayStation. I didn't know it was released on the 64. I didn't oh, know it was released on Windows or or PlayStation Portable. No, this game. This game was Ugh. fantastic. This is where this is where Tron or um. What's her? What's her? The 
the Voles came in. And those little those little Lego men people yeah. came from all those <laughs> all that stuff came from that Tron, hmm. yeah Tron Bond, and all that stuff. They all came from this series of Mega Man. It looks terrible. This is an amazing game. I had, the, I had yeah, plugged this a, game. They put it. They made a Mega Man Legends three, and it's on PS4. I played one and two. I didn't play three because eh, I don't know. I didn't think two was that great. But Mega Man Legends 1, I played that like maybe three or four times. Fantastic um, action shooter. Third person. Yeah, I skipped over this one. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. Well, everyone. It's kind of cool. Look, looks like an anime. You can watch, uh, there is a speed run of it that I think GDQ, not this year, but it was some other year. You can watch that, get the full gist of it. I thought it was great. So. That's that's my my way back machine title for the for the year. Nice. Huh. Well, well, good. I'm glad that I'm you good. We got you like good. I I glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Come back again. I just I remember seeing that that cover in like GameStop and just passing right over passing it right every over single that. time. <laughs> just constantly saying no, I'm not going to buy it. Interesting. All right. But hey, if you say it's good. Uh, I thought that's good. That's all I got enjoyment out of it. Good stuff. So I guess it's that time to uh, do some endorsing and some plugs, and let's get out of here. I see yeah. a shirt that you have on, Brandon. I want to plug that shirt. That's a nice Pixel, Pixel Pub shirt. shirt. Yeah. Did you wash you... it? <laughs> this is actually only hasn't been washed since last week. Uh, I haven't worn it since last week either. So. Hmm. so where can you find those Pixel Pub shirts? Uh, that's a good question. In Brandon's house. <laughs> if okay. you come to my house, we'll you will find my plug. one shirt. Also, I'll, I'll start my plug. Pixelpubgaming.com is where you can find a lot of information regarding our community. Uh, you can find a lot of information. You can listen to the latest podcasts on the front page. And I think we're working on an archive, right, Rob? Yep. Of all of the podcasts previous. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, we are on iTunes. We're on Pocket Casts, that, that sort of thing. So please hit it. You know, like it, you know, share. We really appreciate that. And we are live on Twitch, on all the platforms, really. Uh, so we can follow us then. Every today is Thursday, but since yesterday was Independence Day, we took a little American break there. Day. But usually it's on on Wednesdays around 8 15 p.m. Eastern Standard. Um, some things, some other plugs we want to push to is uh, our Destiny clan's still growing it's still really going strong and then uh it's still forsaken forsaken is probably going to explode we're still looking for leaders and clan leaders um we have our arc servers of course we have world uh, sorry world of warcraft guild the bad mama jammas and it's, it is that that expansion is coming quick so get in there get in and start you know, start leveling up, start getting your like mage mage tower done, and all that stuff. We have a lot of experienced people that'll help you out. So all of that you can get in our Discord in the because we're partnered. It is discord.gg slash pixelpub. That's your invite to anyone and everyone. You can get on the server, talk with us. Sound good? Sounds great. Yeah. Good stuff. I'd like to throw a thank you to Simpatico Squirrel for coming and hanging out tonight in the chat channel. Uh, he kept it live, asked a lot of questions. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming by and spending the evening with us. Thanks, Sim. Yeah. We're always oh, glad man. to have people out, out there uh, in the Anthem with uh, yeah. 
what Bioware yeah. Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, yeah. See you guys. See you. Bye.